Welcome to Prevention Network's podcast, Community Connection. Today, I have a very special guest, Erica Lubner, with Tim's Pumpkin Patch in Marcellus, New York, here to talk about the services she offers to farming families all over New York State and the U.S. My name is Bethany Riley-White. I'm the SOARS Coordinator at Prevention Network, and this is Community Connections. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for joining me today. Erica and I have known each other, well, my whole life, um, and I certainly know about Tim's Pumpkin Patch, but I'm really excited to talk about the work you do with the farming community regarding mental health and the services around that. First, could you tell me a little bit about your background and your education? Yeah, well, thanks for having me here. I'm so excited to do this. And I grew up on a small dairy farm in Navarino, New York, and I married a dairy farmer, and I also have a master's degree in social work from Syracuse University. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit about growing up on the farm? Yeah, so I, it was my sister, my three sisters and I, and my dad also has three brothers, and they were all, you know, they all had their own individual farms. And while... We, my sisters and I did work on the farm some. My parents pushed us more to do sports. And so it wasn't really until I met my husband and um, we got married that I was like, okay, like really got more into the farming aspect. But my, I got my undergraduate from Lemoyne and I was actually planning to go into law enforcement. And so I did a long internship with the Undog County Sheriff's Department and then I just realized, you know what, I want to be on the other side of things, helping people. So that's kind of how I ended up getting into social work. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What made you focus on farming families? Well, you know, growing up, I witnessed the challenges that my father had with his brothers in farming. Um challenges of, you know, doing business together, not getting along all the time and, you know, all the family things. And then when I met my husband, I realized, hmm, like these guys do a little bit differently. And so I was always intrigued by the family and the business and farming. So I did some work in social work. Um, then we, I was pregnant with my, our first child and I decided, you know what, I'm going to stay home and start to grow Tim's pumpkin patch, which ended up being a good decision for us. And so when our youngest, we have three girls, and when our youngest was in first grade, I was like, I really want to get back into some kind of social work. And I had heard about this organization called New York FarmNet, and they are based out of Cornell. And they work with farmers all throughout New York State with personal and financial issues. So that's, I worked there for about 10 years and, you know, what really got me in the door all the time was that I was the farmer's daughter. I was the farmer. I was the farmer's wife and I was the mom to farmers. And so I really understood the issues that farmers face. Like even before when I had done social work in my past, like, you know, whether I was working in substance abuse or, you know, in law enforcement or something like I just didn't have like the real experience like that I had been there. But this time, like I was, you know, the real deal. I could be my true authentic self. (laughs) Prior experience. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, the biggest issue that, you know, I 
always dealt with was within the family with personal issues and communication and within the business. So um, I worked there for about 10 years and then I decided that I was going to go and now I have my private practice and I work for another company that does the same kind of consulting work. They're a financial based 2020 consulting, but I'm their only person. I call myself an advisor because farmers do not like the word therapist, social worker, <laughs> sure. yep. anything like that. So I kind of go in and under camouflage a little bit and um, work with the families. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So there's a huge, you know, kind of branching off on that. There's a big stigma, right, within these communities um, and everywhere, really, on mental health. You know, you said you don't call yourself a counselor or um, anything like that. Why do you think there is such a big stigma within this, these communities? Well, with farmers, you know, they're very self-reliant. And if they can't fix anything with duct tape or peeling <laughs> twine, you know, they... They're always going to try to fix everything themselves first. So that's really the first mentality. I want, I remember one of my first um, clients, it was in November, and this was a pretty prominent farmer, and he thought he was depressed. You know, he just, you know, the harvest was done, and he was exhausted. He couldn't get out of bed, and he just couldn't understand, you know, why. And so I talked with them a lot about like, you know, the letdown, the adrenaline rush that is over. Like I call would call it post-event syndrome just to try to normalize it because God forbid if he ever was experiencing depression. So I think that's the first thing is the self-reliance and that they can fix everything. Um, I think there's also, it could be in their family history that, well, you know, my grandparents, like they had hard times, like they didn't have to go and get extra help. Um, And also within the farming community, there can often be a lot of shame around if there's substance abuse. Um, You know, I work with some Mennonite families and where, you know, alcohol and drugs are just extremely taboo, let alone having any kind of an addiction issue and also lack of resources. The, um, you know, when I meet with a farmer, I go right to the farm. I'm often, you know, right at their kitchen table. And so it's that trust level as well. Um, It can be intimidating for a farmer to go, you know, outside of their own community to seek help. And oftentimes they don't know. Um, it, I mean, obviously they could look, but it's more of like the trust and sure. the comfort level. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some risk factors that you look for? Well, I mean, the biggest one is always like, what are the support systems? Do they have in place? Do they have a supportive spouse or other family members? Um, what is the stress level? I mean, I get the benefit of knowing what the financial situation is because with farming, there are so many uncontrollables. I mean, the the two biggest ones are the weather and the volatile commodity markets. Right. So the, so those are some of the biggest risk risk factors that support and, you know, what kind of level of stress they're under. And I also get the benefit of when I'm in the home, I can, I can see what's going on. You know, I can see like, 
has the quality of their homestead gone down? Has the quality of, you know, maybe their herd, their cows, has, has that decreased? Um, I can look at other family members sitting right at the table, the look on their face when somebody's making a comment about something to see their reaction. And oftentimes just sitting across, you know, with somebody in an office, I won't get to see all those dynamics. Sure. So it sounds like your background in farming is kind of integral into kind of being in this community and and helping them. Because now if I were to walk to a farm, I would not know the first thing to look at at the (laughs) livestock to know if they're being, you know, well cared for or anything, you know? Right. And so that's like what a unique skill set to have to support these families. And, you know, it's, you're one of them, you know? Yeah, no, I'm very fortunate to be able to have that kind of collateral information rate uh, right out of the gates, so to speak. So, I mean, if somebody is telling me that they don't have any issue with alcohol, but I have to walk by, you know, five bags of recyclables <laughs> getting in the house. That's, well. <laughs> that's kind of a red flag. Deal with that at some point. <laughs> right, right. Well, speaking of that, do you find that substance abuse is prevalent within the farming communities? Yes and no. Again, I, I feel like, um, you know, farmers are just, we are only 1% of the population, but we still deal with all the same issues. And I do, you know, when stress goes up, I think it can be mismanaged. And that's usually when we do see substances and it more typically than not is alcohol um, within the farming community. And Um, so I think it's probably, if you looked at the stats, it's probably the same as like, you know, across, but I I feel like it's the, the taboo, you know, of getting help, um, the shame in it, that is probably the biggest factor. Did you see, I mean, every industry really saw an uptick in services needed and things like that. But did you see an uptick in your services needed during the pandemic and with the isolation part of part of that? Yeah. And I mean, the the most difficult part was getting farmers uh, used to Zoom and (laughs) meeting online. (laughs) And um, so that was that was a challenge. And especially because that is a huge piece of our work is going right to the farm and meeting with them at the table. But honestly, it's, I'm sure like with so many other, you know, businesses has like, I have clients in other States that it cuts down on my travel cost to them. So to meet more frequently online works. So I know there's definitely um, some advantages to the online thing and definitely some disadvantages. Yeah. Mostly user error (laughs) disadvantages. But um, So if I live on a farm or I live in a rural area and I need services, where can I go? Well, it's an interesting question you ask because one of the things that I did when I was at New York FarmNet is we um, got a large portion of our funding through the uh, State Office of Mental Health which was a really big deal for us for the state to recognize that, you know, we needed this funding. And so as a part of that funding, I traveled around to several county mental health offices and met with agency directors. And I kind of wasn't asking for our clients to be pushed to the front of the line, but I was, mm-hmm. I was saying, look, it's going to be very, um, a rare occurrence for someone to walk through your door. And so 
these are the issues that we're facing is that the lack of services, like we know, is everywhere. Um, so after, you know, if they wouldn't have access to having someone from the affirmant to come out or someone like me individually, I often did make referrals to county mental health offices and talked with them about how oftentimes farmers do not have health insurance and talked with them about their uh, fee schedule and what that would mean. It just made a huge difference to make a contact in those offices um, because it's, you know, very common that farmers can, you know, not get away from the farm. It's 24 7, 365 days a year, no vacations, um, oftentimes. So, just really important for them to be able to get away, go to an appointment, and make that connection with someone who can understand. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's so interesting to think about this because every time I talk to somebody at work that you were coming in, and I'm like, yeah, she works with farming families. And then it's almost like a light bulb goes off. Like, oh my gosh, we haven't even thought about farming families, you know? Like, And I think that's just kind of the culture and the like, farming communities are just kind of forgotten about. And, right. and I think that definitely mm-hmm. the lack of services and lack, lack of education. Um, right. Especially and, and, in New York. I mean, yeah. when you say farming in New York, especially from someone outside of New York, there's like, wait a second, there's farms in New York? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a huge need for it and it it really is about helping to break that barrier to, you know, destigmatize and get people the help that they need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I'm so excited to announce that Tim's Pumpkin Patch is partnering with Prevention Network to host a prevention day at the patch this year. It's on Saturday, September 16th from 10 to 5 p.m. Come down to the patch in Marcellus, New York, and learn about all the great services that are available to you and your families. We will also be Narcan training as well. As always, we want you to reach out to us and connect with us on our social platforms. Please visit our website at preventionnetworkcny.org. And thank you for listening to Community Connections.